Welcome to the serialized audiobook The Cara Files, File 1, The Chase, written and read by the author Tony Warner. File 1, The Chase is the first book in the Cara Files series. All of the Cara Files books are available to purchase from Amazon in both Kindle and paperback formats. Simply visit your Amazon store and search for The Cara Files. Chapter 12 Cara grinned to herself and sat back in her chair, stroking her full stomach. That was pretty good, eh, Millie? she asked. Millie was curled at Cara's feet, clearly snoozing. Cara could hear Millie's slow breathing as it quietly whistled through her many spiked teeth. After she'd flicked the switch in the control room, the whole complex had come to life. All of the corridor room lights flickered on, and lots of different coloured lights and screens had lit up on the consoles all around her. The light had revealed the dead body in all of its desiccated glory. The yellowish skin was stretched tight over the skull, the eyes were shrunken, and the wisps of blonde hair were plastered to its forehead. Kara had left the room in a hurry. Her growling stomach led her back to the canteen. Once there, she found a cupboard full of dry packaged meals, so she boiled a kettle and made four pot noodles, two for her and two for Millie. There was also a coffee machine that ground the beans and brewed coffee. They had both eaten their fill. It had been a long time since Kara had eaten so much. Sighing in satisfaction, she lit a cigarette and took a long pull. Despite the scrape on her stomach and finding that horrible dead body, she felt good. She was at her journey's end. All she had to do was to find the portal generator. It would be here somewhere, in one of the myriads of rooms, and now that the lights were on, it would be much easier to find. At her feet, Millie opened one eye and snorted loudly. She didn't like Kara smoking. She had made that plainly obvious over the past six days. Kara ignored her and took another pull, filling her lungs. She wasn't sure how long it would take to find the portal generator, but in any case, there were rooms with beds in them. She could sleep whenever she needed to, but best of all, she had finally lost the white soldier. She was safe down here. She was sure of it. She could take as long as she wanted. Her watch indicated that it was late afternoon, not that it mattered. Down here, now that the power was on, it was always light. She could keep looking until she was too tired to keep going. Later, she would call Mei Jing and update her with her progress so far, but right now Mei would be busy. As a rule, she tried not to disturb her during the day. She stubbed out the cigarette on the table and stood. There were no ashtrays, and who was going to tell? Time to continue her search. Shouldering her now much lighter pack, she strode out of the canteen. Come on, Millie, she called. Three hours later, Kara hit the jackpot. She had found a room full of electrical and electronic equipment. Of course, she didn't recognise any of it, or understand what any of it did, but May would. May, you free, she sent to her lover. Just getting into bed came May's reply. How are things? Things are really good. You would be proud of me, replied a smiling Kara. I'm always proud of you, my love, replied May. No more encounters with the soldier, I hope, she continued in a concerned tone. No, replied Kara, I think we've lost it. I hope so, but I'm not so sure. 
they can be pretty tenacious. Kara spent a few minutes updating May on what had happened during the day. And then I found this room full of stuff, continued Kara. I need your help to identify a portal generator. Wow, you've done so well. You're amazing, Kara. Kara looked around the room. There's so much stuff here and it's a big room. Let me see and let's see what we can find, replied May. Kara closed her eyes and relaxed. She opened her mind and felt the familiar rush as May's consciousness surged into hers. Looks like a storage room, remarked May after a while. Let's have a look around. What's in those tall cupboards at the back? Kara walked around the room, opening the cupboards as directed by May. After finding nothing of interest, she continued to search. She walked up and down the rows of shelves, examining everything as she went. Are there any weapons in here that I could use? asked Kara. Well, you see that long rifle-looking thing on the top shelf? Yes, that's a phase rifle, but you wouldn't be able to lift it, it's too heavy, and you'd need to be wearing an exoskeleton. A what? asked Kara. It doesn't matter right now, smiled May. Open those drawers. Kara was disappointed, but complied with May's instructions. Staring down into the open drawer, her mouth formed a perfect O shape. Wow, Kara breathed. Are these what I think they are? Placed within foam pockets in six neat rows lay small clusters of tiny gold rings and chains. Yes, replied May. Mark four assists. Kara plucked one from its foam pocket, admiring its delicate chains and noting that each came as a pair. I could replace my broken assist with one of these, she exclaimed. I could be like you. I could teleport and move things with my mind. No, shouted May in her head. Don't take your broken assist off, whatever you do. But why not, asked Kara. I want to be like you. You mustn't take off your assist. It's bonded with you. You can't just replace it. And in any case, there's something about your assist that allows us to communicate across worlds. I don't know what it is. Chances are that if it weren't broken, we would never have met. Communicating across worlds is unusual. Kara pouted. So I can't be like you, she complained. Kara, my love, you don't want to be like me. You want to be like you. You're the person I fell in love with. I wouldn't want it any other way, replied May. Kara smiled inwardly. All right, she agreed reluctantly. I'll do as you say. She made to return the assist to the drawer. Keep it, instructed May. You never know, you might need it. It's not often you find assists lying around. They're expensive and difficult to build. Oh, okay. Kara placed the assist into her pack and resumed her search. Eventually, there was only one cupboard left. I'm sure that there'll be other storage rooms, said May. Me too. This place is huge, replied Kara. But when she opened the cupboard door, May gasped in her mind. Kara, she exclaimed, you've done it. You found a portal generator, you clever, lovely girl. Kara whooped with joy. There, sitting on a shelf, was a gleaming silver metal box about two feet long and one foot wide. On the top were a row of lights, two large knobs and two switches. She picked it up and held it close to her chest. It was surprisingly light. This was it. She finally had the portal generator. It wouldn't be long before she would be with May and she could hold her at last. You'll need a power supply to go with it, continued May. You can't use it in the complex. Kara was taken aback. Why not, she asked. I don't want to wait any more. I want to be with you. Just a bit longer, my love, replied May. You can't use it in the complex because it would open a portal to the complex in my world. 
You would end up in a room in my complex. We don't know which room that would be and we don't know if anyone would be there. Imagine if you walked through and landed up in a room full of soldiers. Kara understood. The portal generator merely opened a path between worlds. The location in May's world would be the same as where she now stood. Okay, I get it, she replied. So what do we do? We find a power pack and then you take the generator outside, somewhere away from the complex. Then you power it up and walk through. I'll find a way to get past the guards and join you. Then we both go back through the portal to the world you're in now. Once there, we'll be free and we can open another portal to your world if you like. We could go anywhere. Kara liked the sound of what May was saying. It made sense. That sounds great, she replied. What does a power pack look like? She carefully placed the portal generator into her pack. At first, it wouldn't fit. She had to remove her mess kit and her remaining clothes to get it in. It didn't matter, she thought to herself. She wouldn't be needing those items anymore. After all, she was at the journey's end. Some more searching produced a power pack that May assured her would work with the portal generator. OK, that's it, said Kara excitedly. I have everything we need. I just need to get outside. That shouldn't be a problem now the power's back on. The lift should work. Kara sensed May's agreement. I can't tell you how proud I am of you, Kara, replied May. You've overcome so many obstacles to get where you are now. I've been so worried and frightened for you. But now look at you. You've done it. Kara's heart filled with love at Mei Jing's words. I'll do anything to be with you, May. You know that. I wish I could do more to help. Here I am stuck in this horrible world so far away from you it hurts. Don't worry, replied Kara. We'll soon be together. I'll go outside now and get set up. The two women felt each other's love, their minds so entwined. Their love was unconditional and absolute. They both knew each other's thoughts as though they were their own. I think you might have to wait until tomorrow before you open the portal, said May. It'll be dark outside. I'm not sure it'll be safe for you. That soldier could be anywhere. Damn, replied Kara. I hadn't thought of that. You're right. I don't fancy walking around outside in the dark with my torch attracting attention. She sighed. Tomorrow it is then. One more day to wait. We can wait one more day, said May. Besides, I think it'll be easier for me to slip away during the day. I can't very well wander around the corridors at night and the lift is guarded anyway. OK, I'll find a bed and wait till the morning. I doubt I'll be able to sleep. Kara could feel May smiling wickedly. I'll help, replied May. Chapter 13 Once more Kara awoke with Millie at the foot of the bed. But this day would be different. On this day, she would finally be able to hold her beloved Mei Jing. She leapt out of bed excitedly, startling Millie, who screeched in surprise. Sorry, Millie, Kara grinned at her companion. Today's the day. Today I'm going to meet my Mei in person. She couldn't help herself. She hummed a song as she got ready to leave the complex. Her watch said 7.10am. It was early, but she couldn't wait, so she chose to forgo breakfast, figuring that she was too excited to eat anyway. It wasn't long before she and Millie were at the lift. The doors were exactly as she had left them, partially open. Restoring the power had not closed them, which, she thought, was odd. Momentarily, doubt crept in. Did the lift have power? The rest of the complex did, 
but maybe the lift was on a different circuit. But the call button on the right wall was lit, so it looked as though it would work. There was only one way to find out. She squeezed through the doors. Inside, the buttons on the panel were all lit up too. It looked promising. Hoping that the rope she had left dangling down the lift shaft would not get tangled, she pressed the button for the top floor. The doors clunked shut and the lift started to rise. Kara heaved a sigh of relief. It worked. Not long now. Once out of the complex, she would make her way out of the house, down the drive and across the road into the wood. May had said that it would provide her with some cover when she made her escape from the complex in her own world. Once in the wood, she would activate the portal generator and then call May. May would step through the portal and they would be together at last. The lift dinged and the door slowly opened. Kara screamed in shock when she saw the white soldier was standing just outside the lift doors as though waiting for her to return to the surface. White fire splashed against the back wall of the lift as the soldier fired a weapon from its upheld arm. The white flames rebounded around the small enclosure, scorching Kara's bare arms and legs. There was a loud roar as superheated air swept upwards through the still-open hatch on the lift roof. The open hatchway saved Kara from instant incineration as it diverted the heat upwards. She screamed in pain, dropping to the floor, holding her hands and arms above her head. She didn't see Millie launch herself through the air to hit the soldier in the chest. The white figure staggered backwards and fell with a loud crash. Peering between her fingers, Kara could see thrashing legs and arms as the soldier tried to free itself from the raging whirlwind that was Millie. Millie was growling and snorting as she sunk her teeth again and again into the soldier's face, while the soldier silently struggled to grip Millie to pull her away. But Millie squirmed away every time, continuing to rip and tear at the face. Kara was crying with the pain. All of the exposed skin on her arms and legs was burning hot. Her clothes were smoking too. She felt that any second she would burst into flames. Gritting her teeth, she struggled to her feet, Making sure that she still had her pack, she ran out of the lift, down the hall and through the front door of the house. She didn't look back and could barely see where she was going through the tears and the pain. She just kept running as fast as she could. It hurt to breathe. Her throat was constricted and had been burnt by the hot air. Her arms and legs throbbed with pain, every inch red raw and blistered. But she daren't stop. Once again Millie had come to her rescue. Once again Millie had attacked with unwavering loyalty to save her. Kara sobbed with the pain and shock as she ran. It had all happened so fast. She was so stupid. Why hadn't she thought that the soldier could have been waiting? Why hadn't she been more careful? Even though she was fitter now than she'd ever been, she could not keep running. The pain was too much and she couldn't breathe. She slowed and stopped. She was across the road and into the wood. Looking back she couldn't see the house but she hadn't gone far. It wasn't far enough, she realised. The soldier was slow because of its damaged leg, but it wouldn't be far behind, and she was sure that Millie wouldn't be able to stop it. All she had done was to allow Kara to escape. Looking at her arms and her legs, Kara cried in dismay. They were red and swollen. Her forearms had large blisters leaking blood and lymph which ran in tiny rivulets down to her hands to drip from her fingers. Everything was so painful she could hardly move, she needed to treat her wounds, but that was impossible right now. She had to get away from here first, and even then, how would she treat such extensive wounds? She couldn't even sit or collapse to the ground. Everything touching her arms or legs was agony. 
Still blubbering, she forced herself to walk. She had to get away. Every step was torture as her thighs rubbed against each other. She was forced to walk with her arms held out and her legs wide like a walking scarecrow. All reason left her. There was only one thing she could think of. Her beloved Mei Jing. Mei, she cried out with her mind, desperate to hear her voice. Help me, please. Mei was there instantly. Kara, what's the matter? I can feel your pain. What happened? Oh, Mei, Kara sobbed. I'm hurt. The white soldier has burnt me. I don't know what to do. What can I do, wailed Mei. How can I help? How bad is it? It's bad, replied Kara. My arms and legs are burnt. I don't know about my face, but it hurts to breathe. I think my airway is damaged. By now, May was crying along with Kara. My love, you poor thing, are you safe? For now, Millie helped me. Kara sucked in deep breaths between her sobs. I don't think I can go much further. The soldier won't be far behind. When it catches up with me, it'll finish the job. She gasped as her slow progress took her into some long grass which felt like swords cutting into her legs as it brushed against her. Then stop and switch on the portal generator. Come to me, my love. Kara stopped walking. I don't think I can, she wailed. It hurts so much, I can barely move. I'll help, replied a crying May earnestly. I'll take away your pain. Just let me in. Kara dropped her chin to her chest in resignation. She could do no more. She was exhausted and in agony. Please, she projected at May. As soon as she could, May surged into Kara's mind. This time, she dove deeper than she'd ever done before. She reached down into Kara's control centres and down further still into her limbs. She meshed their two minds into one and took complete control over Kara's body. Kara felt relief as all her pain instantly disappeared. The relief was so great that she was more than happy to relinquish control to May. She felt like a passenger as May moved her arms and legs. For a brief moment she felt fear as the realisation hit home over what May was doing, but then the fear went as quickly as it came. She trusted May. May Kara removed the pack from her backpack and extracted the portal generator and power unit. She laid them both on the ground next to each other. May Kara knelt and expertly connected the portal generator to the power unit with a thick black cable. She then flicked a switch and grunted with satisfaction when the red light snapped on. May Kara turned the two large knobs until one indicated eight and the other three. I think that's the coordinates for my world, May Kara said. May Kara flicked the remaining switch and a black disc appeared hovering above the machine. May Kara stood. We have to separate so that you can step through. Brace yourself for the pain to return. May slowly withdrew herself from the depths of Kara's mind until she no longer controlled Kara's body. Kara gasped as the pain returned with a vengeance. Her skin burned as though it was on fire and breathing felt like daggers in her chest. Walk through, directed May. Do it now. Come to me, she implored her. At that moment, something hit Kara in her back, knocking her to the ground. She screamed in pain as she crashed down into the grass. Normally, it would have been a soft landing, but not now. It felt as though she had been dropped into molten lava. The pain was excruciating. There was a flash of light above her as a white hot beam of fire pierced the air where she had just been standing. There was no time. The soldier had caught up with her. Kara! screamed May. Kara grimaced in agony and painfully, slowly got up. In a fleeting instant, everything became clear. She saw the soldier limping its way to her with its slow, awkward gait, 
half of its face a gaping hole. She saw Millie moving at an impossible speed away from Kara and leaping up at the soldier's outstretched arm. In that moment, she knew what had happened. Millie had pushed Kara out of the way of the soldier's beam weapon and was even now aiding Kara's escape. Kara! screamed May again. Thank you, Millie, Kara whispered. Fighting the pain and without a backward glance, Kara fell through the portal. Chapter 14 Mei Jing risked everything. She slipped out of her quarters, sneaked past the guards and escaped the complex. She knew that her exit would be found out very soon, but if she could just make it into the woods where Kara's portal would be, she would be safe. She could be with Kara and escape this world. Of course, the only way to escape would be for the two of them to go back into the empty world where Kara had been attacked, and then they would have to get away from that lone soldier. But if they could do that, they could find somewhere to treat Kara's wounds, and then they could empty a portal to any other world and escape to somewhere where they could both be happy together. She ran into the woods, but there wouldn't be much time. She had to find the portal and Kara quickly. As luck would have it, Kara had not made it far from the complex. May knew exactly where to go. She had seen the exact place when she had taken control of Kara's body. She skidded to a halt. She was here. But there was no portal and no Kara. May sank to her knees. Kara, my love, where are you? She projected a thought. There was no answer. Kara was gone. May covered her face in her hands and began to cry. She had lost Kara. Chapter 15 As Kara fell through the portal, her ears were assaulted by a continuous thunderous screeching, squeaking and roaring. The light was blinding. Flashes of red, blue and purple as bright as the sun caused her to close her eyes tight shut. Then she hit the ground, which was a hard, unyielding surface. Pain flooded her mind and she cried out. She lay on her side, whimpering as bright afterimages danced beneath her closed eyelids. The noise was so loud it hurt her ears. Despite the excruciating pain in her arms, she managed to bring them up so that she could cover her ears with her hands. She couldn't think with the pain and the cacophony of noise and she couldn't bear to open her eyes to see what was happening around her. She was also finding it difficult to breathe. The air was warm and thin and smelt of ozone and chemicals. Then she heard a voice in her head. What are you? it asked. Kara could not answer. She felt a presence nearby, leaning over her. Gasping with the pain, she opened her eyes into tiny thin slits. She saw a large, bulky metal thing leaning over her. Two objects like the lenses from a camera moved into her vision, staring down at her. Are you a human? asked the voice. Kara couldn't take any more. She was overwhelmed with pain and shock. She fainted. been listening to the final episode of The Cara Files, File 1, The Chase, by Tony Warner, written and produced by the author. 
Well, that's it, folks. That was the final episode. Thank you for joining me and Kara on her journey to be with Mei Jing. Your time and attention have brought this story to life. I'm grateful that you shared this adventure with me. I really hope that you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed writing it. Of course, this isn't the end of Kara's journey. Coming soon is File 2 Automata, the second in the Kara Files series. Will Kara survive the White Soldier's attack? Will she ever meet Mei Jing in person? There's only one way to find out. And if you can't wait for the next audiobook, then you can always go to Amazon, search for The Kara Files, and buy File 2 today. As we bid farewell to this particular chapter of Kara's journey, I want to thank you for listening. I really appreciate having you as an audience and hope to see you soon. Meanwhile, I would appreciate you spreading the word on your favourite social media platform. Music